House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. All right, everybody, we are back in the House of Mystery, and today we're going to do something just a little bit different, something that is kind of unique to me. But before we do that, allow me to introduce my co-host. Today I'm being joined by Julie. Julie, how are you? Good. How are you? <laughs> Doing good. Doing good. You know, honestly, Julie, in, in all the years that we've recorded together, I, I think one of the most neglected areas of the paranormal is probably palmistry, even though you see it everywhere. I totally agree. And actually, um, quite often, if I go to do a, a reading somewhere or I know of people that are, that are doing readings, they will often say, almost give me their hands um, for me to read. And I say, oh, I'm really sorry. I, I don't I don't do palmistry and I, I, I don't read cards and I just do what I do. Clearly, yeah. it's something that is such an age old uh, kind of understanding, isn't it? But there's a lot of mystery about it. You know, exactly. You know, you pass the storefront psychic, and what do they have in a neon sign? They've always got the palm, right? Absolutely. But what do we really know about it? You know, actually very, very little. So what we've done today is we're bringing an expert in, and I'd like to introduce the listeners to Vernon Malabal. How are you? Vernon, welcome. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. So, Vernon, tell us a little bit about your practice and how did you discover this and, and what brought you here? Sure. Well, you know, I'd like to comment upon uh, the, uh, the comments that you guys just talked about. Palmistry and astrology are not very well understood and, of course, of course, because of that, not very well respected uh, in our, let's say, so-called modern culture. <laughs> but uh, it is a fact that um, in, in the idea of, let's say, metaphysical or ancient wisdom type of research, the further you go back into history, the more advanced the societies were, such as the ancient Hindus, the Mayans, uh, the Atlanteans, the Egyptians, et cetera, et cetera. And we find that palmistry and astrology were revered as, as, as true sciences in those, those cultures. And it's only within our, let's say, our atheistic, modern, academic paradigm that palmistry has become maligned. Um, add to that what you two were also talking about, the crystal ball reader, so to speak. And they have done a great disservice to palmistry. Uh, palmistry is uh, an, a science. It's not just an intuitive art. It's a science. Uh, and it's a science of reading the stars. Uh, and um, astrology is, is a science that has influence over human nature and character and destiny and the rise and fall of uh, cultures. So this, this science of palmistry and astrology is a very dignified, very great uh, science. And my goal with my institute, my palmistry institute, is to bring back that respect and that dignity to uh, this science that was at one time respected and revered. So uh, how did I come to it? Um, I, I came to it as a skeptic, actually, <laughs> because I grew up in New York, and actually there's so many of those types of gypsy-type palmists and astrologers, uh, uh, tarot readers and crystal ball readers. So I did come to it as a skeptic, and it proved itself to me. Um, I got a book when I was uh, in high school, actually, maybe 10th or 11th grade on, on palm reading, and uh, I started reading it. I was fascinated by it, and I looked at the hands of my, my, uh, my, my, my friends. And then I was lucky to meet a, 
a palmist who was actually very, very good in New York City, who used to just read hands on the street on St. Mark's and uh, 6th Avenue. And he schooled me for about six or seven years in the Western astrological palmistic system. And um, uh, it proved itself to me. Uh, and palmistry is not about just telling the future. It's not about it. it it's not... It's not in the world of, uh, it should not be relegated to the world of the psychic reader. It's, it's a science that teaches a person or lets a person know exactly what their life purpose is, why, why they were born at this time, what is the purpose of their life, and what is their true individuality. Um, of course, there, there is aspects of it okay well you're going to meet you're going to meet uh your soulmate at this time <laughs> or something like that or or you're going to you're going to be able to buy a better house at this time but certainly there's that aspect of it but the real the real beauty of palmistry is to be able to ascertain one's life purpose uh one's reason for being born uh and uh what we've been searching for for millions and millions and millions of lifetimes what is our what is what is that point that oh, why why did we take birth right now why did we attain a human body not an animal body and uh, and and a qualified palmist can explain to uh, Aquarius exactly what they were born to do what is their right livelihood and um, how to help themselves and others. So I hope that it gives a brief summary. <laughs> yeah. um, well, yes, but, but how do you see all of that in the creases of your hands? Oh, that's a great question. Actually, uh, when people think of palmistry, they most always think of the lines. And interestingly enough, the lines aren't that important. <laughs> they, oh, really? They are the they, it's true, and and of course, when most people think of the lines, they think of the lifeline, uh, and that lifeline uh, is commonly thought to be the arbiter of a person's health or death, uh, which is not true at all. Uh, the lifeline has absolutely nothing to do with length of life. It has nothing to do with health. Uh, it's the second chakra. Uh, those who are familiar with the chakras, and it has everything to do with procreation and sexual life and where to find one's uh, marriages <laughs> and sometimes even kids. But the lines are not really that important. What are important is that if you, if you look at your fingerprints, look, look okay. at the, your finger, fingertips, and then you'll see uh, the, the famous finger prints. Now, if you look at those, they are formed in our mom's womb at seven months. The, the, if you look at the rest of, of the palm surface, you'll see that these, uh, what we call technically dermatoglyphics, derma meaning skin, and glyphic, of course, meaning symbol. So to a palmist or for someone who's into forensics, uh, biotech or forensics, these are called dermatoglyphics, not fingerprints. Now, these are completely covering everybody's right and left hand. They're right underneath the, the lines, and they are the, uh, the soul's purpose. It's the soul that is sending its message into the brain, and then the brain, the electrochemical computer, sends its message into the hand. So these dermatoglyphics are our DNA. There are, they are our genetic pattern. They talk about lifetimes of where we've been, what we've learned, where we've come from. And as I said, they're formed seven months in the womb. And you can read uh, a, a little, a little uh, boy's or girl's hand even at six months if you can you know, get them to keep their hands open. And you can tell <laughs> this person is going to be an architect. This person's going to be a boxer. This person's going to be a yoga master. You know, that type of thing. Uh, everything is written on the hand at seven months in the womb. And that's, that's what these fingerprint patterns are all about, these dermatoglyphics. 
So the lines then uh, are kind of like the icing on the cake. They talk about the seven chakras, and they talk about just in the aspect of the more fortune-telling aspect. In other words, who you're going to marry, uh, where you're going to live, uh, that kind of thing. But the real, the real uh, astrological palmist, the seasoned professional, looks mostly at the, at the fingerprints. And you know what's interesting is that law enforcement uses these fingerprints for identification purposes only, and they never change, and that's why they use them. But they're completely unaware of the, the wealth of uh, life purpose information that they hold, such as uh, what a person was in the last few lifetimes, what they accomplished, uh, what their challenges are. I look to these dermatoglyphics uh, scattered throughout the entire Palmer surface to see what what it is that's holding us back. What is what were our obstacles and our interferences from previous lifetimes? So, so the soul. Uh, is situated in the core of our heart. We are eternal. In Sanskrit, the soul is called Satchit Ananda, Jiva Shakti, and it means that we are we are a uh, we are eternal. Um, we're fully aware of uh, uh, of our life, and we are also very happy. <laughs> but while we're covered with a material body and a material mind, and we feel that we're part of this material world, we forget our, our, our uh, eternality. We forget our connection that we're part and parcel of God. But the soul is eternal. And the symptom of, consci- the, symptom of the soul is consciousness. And the symptom of consciousness is individuality. And my job, so to speak, as a palmist, is to let that person know who they are as an individual. What is their uh, what is their 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 true identity and what they're here to do in this world? And the dermatoglyphics, the fingerprint patterns, are are that agency that help one to know exactly uh, what our life work is. Okay, so you've just said. Awful lot, and I'm I'm intrigued. I'm sat here with my hands in front of me, and I can guarantee that Kevin is. <laughs> yes. I've been doing and thinking. We have been doing years, um, and, and I was thinking I was doing okay with that lifeline, and now I'm starting to think, Mom, that it's not telling me that at all. So, um, let's let's just say, um, for example, that you know, I, I want to go and I want to find out all of those things. Um, how do I know that that the palm the palm reading is going to be undertaken by a qualified palmist How, where where's the accreditation bit come in how do i know that somebody's not going to tell me that's a great question and and one needs to be discriminative um about who they go to the first thing to do is look at a reader and see have do they teach have they written books are they respected amongst their peers? The, the problem is, is that you nailed it. There is no real accreditation. Anybody who says they're a psychic or an astrologer can just hang a shingle, so to speak. And, and, and uh, unfortunately, in the New Age metaphysical world, the world of mind, body, spirit, uh, there's not a lot of discrimination going on. Uh, there's a lot of sentiment and faith, but there's not a lot of logic and reason going on in the New Age world. So people just tend to accept if someone says, oh, I'm a psychic. Uh, and and a, a lot of fraud does go on in this business. There's no question about it. But having said that, uh, there is a tremendous amount of uh, – there's some excellent, excellent palmists out there, excellent, excellent astrologers out there who, who are professional and are, who are who take their their responsibility to be readers seriously uh, and um, uh, want to portray their science in a very dignified and respectable way. So there there are about five percent of us out here who are trying to actually bring, um, like I say, a dignity and and a respect to our great science. The the interesting thing is that. Palmistry and astrology, these, these sciences 
are, are they they are meant to be practiced uh, by uh, by people who are moral who who don't who are who who uh, who stay away from drugs and illicit sex and intoxication uh, I I consider that palmistry is 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 a study for the best minds. It's 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 a it's a it's an incredible study. It's a voluminous study, and it's a study worthy of the best efforts of the best minds. And because of this, because it's such a great science, one can completely turn around a person's life. Somebody may just be working as a secretary or doing some job at Starbucks, and if 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 a seasoned reader gives them a reading, uh, that person can turn their life from just a mundane pedestrian life into something that's enormously not just successful but a triumph and 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 so one needs to be extremely discriminative about who they go to uh just be, again just because a reader hangs a shingle does not mean that they've they've got the ability uh, uh and the uh, the seasoned professionalism to give a reading so so to, again, to answer your question, uh, find those people who 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 are writing who are writing books who are who are who are even setting themselves up as let's say uh, teachers or instructors with with within their own peers and brethren. Find those people who are teaching it, and find those people who are respected uh, in in. Uh, in in society, don't just go to the local reader at the uh, at the uh, the New Age store. Usually, those are the worst. Uh, and um, find people who are uh, the, the other thing is that referrals are very very important too. Find people, find someone who's been in who's been in business, so to speak, for years. Uh, we sink and swim by our referrals. So if someone's been a palmist for, let's say, 30 or 40 years, they're doing something right. But um, be very discriminative because, as you said before, there is no checks and, and uh, cross-checks in our, in our industry. There is, there, there's a lack of that. So th- there is a lot of uh, very, very poor readers out there, everything from the f- extremely fraudulent to the just the very mediocre type readings or readers, but there are there are a few excellent uh, readers out there who can completely uh, change your life and know uh, how to responsibly uh, read uh, your your destiny from your hand. So, having think, said that, oh, I'm sorry. And I was just thinking, um, just for the purposes of, of listeners out there, that, that what Vernon was talking about was using a very, very good reading to enhance your life. And, and the Starbucks reference was just a, and the mundane job was just about an example of um, where in any one job, any part of our life, we can enhance it. Um, and just just um, in terms of the qualification, I mean, you mentioned earlier, Vernon, about a qualification of qualified um, palmist, what, what would that look like? As, as a psychic medium, you know, I'm very aware that people can go online all the time and just do an online course and get a certificate through the post, and it's all a load of rubbish. Um, yeah. And you know, <laughs> people, you know, I, I, I even quite controversially, I, I, I never say to somebody you should go to a spiritual development circle because it's not accredited. I can't tell you they're doing it right. Um, I can only tell you the way I developed. So, how, how, what's with the qualification? How does that work? Sure, sure. Excellent question. One of, one of the important things is that people who are good, let's say psychics or intuitives or palmists or astrologers, they generally don't advertise and they don't they don't uh, push up their ego on their website so much. They just tell you what they do, what 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 their focus is, and that's that. They don't put a lot of uh, endorsements on their website. They don't advertise. A, a good reader. It does, never advertises. Work comes to them because everything is done by referral. Our bi- our business uh, sinks or swims by referrals. So if you're a good reader, you will get clients. So stay away from those readers who prop themselves up and tell you how great they are and and how much they're in touch with Archangel Michael and um, 
you know, put advertisements all over the place and tell you how, how wonderful they are. Uh, the, 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 the best readers, uh, they, don't, they, they don't advertise. They, they become famous, if you will, simply by doing their job. Um, the other thing is, is that a, a good palmist or astrologer will always be a researcher. Um, if someone's, in my opinion, if someone's been in this business, if you will, for 10 or 11 years at least, then they're going to add something new to the science. I really, really love to, let's say, see a new book on palmistry, and the writer has, let's say, added some uh, new research to what she's done. I love to see that. But I don't like to see a book where someone has written a book and he's just uh, uh, rehashing everything that came before him. Why even write that book? So a, a good palmist, a good astrologer is constantly uh, actually learning from, from uh, higher authorities. They're constantly, uh, like for instance myself, I've been to India 12 or 13 times to research the Vedic understanding of, of uh, sidereal palmistry. Uh, I've placed myself at the feet of many, many uh, Indian teachers uh, throughout throughout that continent and learn the Vedic system. Um, a, just like any other profession, a good guitarist or anything, they're, they're constantly looking for that person that's better than them or that can teach them a different uh, way of doing uh, their, their, their art. So a, a good astrologer or a good palmist will always will be constantly in research mode, constantly learning. They, they eat sleep and, and, and think their science. And that's how you know that somebody is really trying to uh, better themselves and is a seasoned professional. Uh, and that's why we see so many, let's say, palmistry or astrological conferences, because it, it's in the world of palmistry and astrology that these conferences happen. We don't see that in the psychic world. We don't see that so much. And the reason is because astrologers want to hear from other astrologers or palmists want to hear from other palmists who are, uh, who are on the cutting edge of learning a different technique. Um, you know, I'll buy every palmistry book that comes out there because even though I think 99% of them are not that great, there's always going to be something I'm going to learn. So that's the goal to constantly keep your mind open, to constantly learn uh, different systems. Um, I, I opened my mind up to, 10 years ago, the, the, the uh, Mesopotamian system, the, the Mayan system, the Olmec system, and it, was, it enhanced my, readers, my readings tremendously. So um, this, is, this is what an astrologer or a palmist should do, constantly researching, constantly investigating their science, and then once they do that, and let's say they've been a reader for, let's say, 10 or 20 or 30 years, then I want to see that they're, they're contributing something to, to their science. Then they're, they're adding something of themselves. And what I don't like to see is the opposite, where people just keep repeating what they've read in other books and they're not moving forward the science at all. The, the, the third part I want to say to you is that in order to learn this science, one must place themselves under the, the feet of a teacher, a qualified teacher. Otherwise, you cannot learn astrology or palmistry from books. It cannot work. You must have uh, a teacher uh, to help you uh, to understand this science. Um, in the Vedic view, uh, the Eastern, the, the Hindu view, uh, there was something called sub, subda, subda Brahma. And Subdra Brahma means that uh, these sciences, uh, such as astrology, are, are learned only by oral reception, uh, A-U-R-A-L, oral reception. They're only mm -hmm. understood from, 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 let's say, this, from teacher to disciple, if you will. Yeah, oral um, traditions. I have, yes, exactly. And even in the Western tradition, um, uh, the, the only reason why... Um, I think um, I sort of know what I'm doing is because I place myself under teachers who were very qualified and, and, and very skilled and uh, very seasoned in what they did. Uh, so this, this, uh, so another way to ascertain if you are actually in, in contact with a good, let's say, psychic or astrologer, ask them who taught them and where. 
And what system do they use? There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, we do that when we go to, uh, you know, people who fix our car or doctors or lawyers. <laughs> Where did you learn? You know, <laughs> what, what teaching institution did you learn your, your science from? So wh- why not go to someone and ask them if they're, 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 they're setting themselves as a reader? Why not ask them, well, where did you learn your science? Because this science is so much greater than someone who can just fix your car or fix your teeth or fix your refrigerator. Because this is, these sciences, such as palmistry and astrology, they can completely change a person's life. Mm-hmm. They, can, they can make a person become powerful. And, you know, Pythagoras once said, consciousness of our powers increases them. And that's my job to help a person understand what are their talents, what are their abilities, what are their potentials, and what are their challenges. And as they say, 50% of the battle uh, is knowing what the battle is. And most people in their lives, yeah, go ahead. If a person is looking for their destiny, they're obviously going to seek somebody like you out. Yes, I'm not, yes, because, because, um, these these are not ordinary sciences. Um, we were just speaking about the Vedic idea, the sidereal view of, of astrology or palmistry. In in uh, in the Western world, we call it astrology. In the Vedic view, they call it Jyotish. Jyotish means the the sacred study of understanding the stars. So so the, the Vedic view, the ancient culture, the the Indian culture, the of uh, 5,000 years ago, there's a, there's a book called uh, it, uh, about palmistry. It was one of the earliest palmistry books ever written. It's called the Hast Samudraka Shastra. Hast means hand. Samudraka means the signs on the hand. And Shastra means scripture. So mm. just like we call the Bible a scripture, so the Hast Samudraka Shastra, this is a Sanskrit uh, uh, words that means the sacred study of understanding one's destiny from the palm of the hand. So it, yes. it behooves a person to seek out someone who knows what they're doing. Otherwise, if you go to a reader, someone if someone goes to a reader and they're not a good reader and they have very poor habits, um, you you can really. Uh, you can really uh, uh, hurt somebody. Yeah, you can you can create damage out of, out of, ahead of them, yeah. and, and they'll just simply yeah. walk into it. Now, absolutely. Now, now, now going more towards the uh, ethereal side here, Vernon, we're we're talking about you know good palmist versus you know not so good. Um, when you're sitting in front of one, how long should a reading take? And since I'm on that uh, on that line, pardon the pun, <laughs> we <laughs> does it really matter if the person is sitting in front of you, or could they scan an image of their palm and send it to you? Because you got me thinking about that when you mentioned police officers and fingerprinting. Because I am a law enforcement officer, and we take thousands of palm prints and fingerprints a day. And I just would be interested to see what would happen if I sent you one. Yes, and um, I have. Uh, well, I got to tell you a quick story. I, I was. Uh, this was in the late '80s. I was uh, teaching a woman uh, palmistry. She was one of my first students, and uh, she was on her sixth or seventh lesson. And then one day she uh, came. She told me that uh, she was driving in uh, uh, in New York City, and she. Slammed into a police car. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> she, she got to talk, not, not a big deal, but she got to talking with with the police detective, and and uh, and lo and behold, uh, he called me up and he said, "Yeah, I talked to one of your students, and I want to learn a little bit about palmistry." <laughs> so, uh, and we we and I gave the uh, a department of the New York Police Department a whole. Um, uh, a whole study of, of see, being able to see criminality or criminal tendencies from the fingerprints. And you can yeah. actually see criminal tendencies from the fingerprints. Um, so, for instance, um, you're familiar with fingerprints. You know there's a whirl and there's a tented arch and an arch uh, like that. 
Mm-hmm. So when these when when these um ridge patterns are kind of uh not flowing well, they should look like rivers, they should look very flowing and beautiful and but when when they're when the when the ridges are 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 kind of packed into each other and they look like there's all these like obstacles there there there's 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 all kinds of mental tension and irritability and frustration on a psychological level so yes you can you can tell if someone uh, is going to actually become a career criminal simply by looking at their their dermatoglyphics their fingerprint patterns. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. And, and, and I, I, I long for the day that, that an astrologer or a palmist can sometimes, let's say, take the stand and say, well, you know, uh, Mars was in the 11th house, uh, when, uh, OJ Simpson, uh, did, you know, uh, was accused of the crime. So, uh, he definitely did the murder, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. But it, it could happen. And in ancient cultures, they actually did this, um, where they brought in an astrologer and they, they looked at the chart of the particular time, the place, the circumstances, the, two, the, the people involved, and they set up a chart based on what happened. So it gives you this extra metaphysical perspective on things, not just and, – and, and in the ancient cultures, that, that astrological – observation was taken extremely seriously uh, and uh, you know we consider ourselves to be a quote-unquote uh, uh, advanced society but um, we don't our, our modern science our modern universities uh, they don't even believe in consciousness they think that consciousness uh, is, 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 a, is a construct of the brain they don't even believe in the soul uh, there, you know, where is that department in any college or university in America that teaches about the eternality of the soul or the soul? They don't even believe in God. So what? what how can you know? Um, yeah. I actually did a class for. I actually did a class once at Berkeley, and one of the professors came to me and said, "I don't even believe. I don't believe there's life on any planet." Now, this, this is a tenured professor at Berkeley College. Not even a child would say something stupid like this, that you look at, you look at, you look at the billions and billions of stars and you don't think there's any life, we're the only form of life. Um, this, so our, our, our colleges and our universities don't teach the most basic aspect about consciousness, about the soul, about God, and therefore... Because they they live in an atheistic paradigm, they don't believe in in anything beyond things that you can see and smell and taste. And we, we know, for instance, that the moon has influence over tides. We know that it has. And any 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 you're you're in law enforcement. You you know for a fact that people do more crazy things on a full moon night. I've, <laughs> I've had police yes. detectives tell me that. You know that. Now, why is that? Because the moon is in charge of the mind. It rules over the mind. It's, it's the, the planet of the mind. And in, in, in the Spanish language, they, they call the moon Luna, and that's where they get the word lunatic. And when there is a full moon, people just tend to act crazy. Not necessarily they do criminal things, but people, some people get more depressed. Some people feel... Some people, you know, go a little, they drink too much on a full moon night. So these are the influences of the planet. And modern uh, academic, modern atheistic academia are not even on first base to understand these very basic ideas. They, They believe in gravity, but they don't believe that these planets have influence over human nature and character. So... So it's a, it's a very unfortunate thing that, that we don't teach the science of these stars. Um, be, you, know, you know, the interesting thing is that even the founding fathers of our country, July 4th, 1776, they actually, they act, that, that Declaration of Independence was fully written and they waited a full two weeks for the stars to be in the right positions before they sign that document. 
because five of those signers of the documents were either astrologers or they were familiar with astrology. And Benjamin Franklin was an, an accomplished astrologer. Yes, and, so, so, and, they, so, and they were yeah. all and they were all Masons, and advanced Masons have an understanding of astrology. True Absolutely. fact. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, and it, and it, and it, and, and it, 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 uh, it just goes along the course of, of, of that action that we became the greatest country in the world. They knew what they were doing. They waited a full two weeks to sign that document and they did it within a two minute period. They knew they had two minutes that Leo would be in a certain sign and Aries would be in a certain sign, et cetera, et cetera. And we, we just turned out to be the greatest country in the world, uh, you know. So modern, modern atheistic academia will never accept that because they're not so intelligent. But, uh -oh. but uh, you know, <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> well, you know, uh, the a reason I'm, a, I'm a, England's not too bad either. But um, just, just to so just go back a little bit um, on what you were saying. As, I mean, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm oh, a psychic. England's different. <laughs> England's different. I, I lived in England for two years, and and uh, the 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 system over there, the academic system over there, is much more open to these sciences. And in fact, even the Anglican Church, they believe in the mystical aspect of Christianity. They believe that, for instance, these uh, the three wise men, for instance, in the lore and the history of uh, Christianity, these three wise men were wise because they were astrologers. Wizener in Sanskrit means astrologer, and then it became the word wise. So the, the three wise men were, they knew that a great personality would be born. They knew, they knew where he would be born. They knew the impact he would have. And so when people say they were wise, well, why were they wise? How did they work? Well, they used the system of astrology to understand this. So you're absolutely right. England is way ahead because mysticism and astrology and magic and ritual is, is woven into their fabric. Um, and it's not like the Christianity we have here where it's the work of the devil. You know, it's the only country in the world <laughs> that feels that. Fabulous. Thank you. One of the things I was really thinking about when I was listening to you is as a, as a psychic medium myself, I'm very aware that um, it's not considered a science because it doesn't you cannot do the same thing and replicate it, the same situation over and over and get the same results. So I understand that, that, that you know, it's not a science. I'm just coming, coming back to the comments that you were making about the, the, the fingerprints and how you can tell whether somebody's um, more prone to criminality or they're going to be a career criminal with your words. Um, and the studies that have been done to kind of evidence that. I'm just trying, just using that one example as a complete novice, but I know our listeners will have picked up on it and they will be thinking, well, how can you, how can you say that? Where's the validation? So has there been studies on that? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Uh, with hermetoglyphics, there's many, many studies in the world of health. Uh, we can see autism uh, in, in, in uh, dermatoglyphics, not necessarily on the fingerprints themselves, but even on the hand. Uh, we can see uh, uh, health trends in uh, dermatoglyphics. Um, these are things that can be verified. For instance, I would ask you, uh, both of you and maybe the listeners in the audience to uh, we can we can take a test real quick. We could look at our hands. Uh, put your hand put your right hand flat on a desk, and then um, and then hold it uh, palm side to uh, up to your eyes and look at which finger is longer, your index finger or your ring finger. Now, many studies have been done based on this aspect of the ring finger, which, which some of it, and, it's, and it is coming from Britain, actually. There's been a lot of studies that men who have the longer ring finger have more testosterone, <laughs> that type of stuff. I've been reading, uh, that, that kind of stuff came out years ago. But anyway, um, Don't hold, make your it fingers, yeah, to... yeah, hold, hold your fingers, yeah, hold your fingers, uh, uh, on a glass or on a table and um, and then lift them up gently and then uh, then look at the palm side and notice which 
finger, uh, we're not looking at the middle finger. We're only looking at the, <laughs> index, the index finger and um, the ring finger. Now, uh, and this study, this study, I verified this um, many thousands of times. And um, if your ring finger is longer than your index finger, uh, your your goal in life is to do some type of career uh, that is fulfilling. And if your index finger is longer, your goal is to do a career uh, where you feel a sense of power or control. Um, so, so musicians typically, let's say, have a longer ring finger. Uh, you'll see an, a, a finger, a ring finger, for instance, that almost rivals the uh, middle finger on a, on a hand like a David Bowie or an Ozzy Osbourne. Um, whereas if you look at the, um, at the index finger, um, it's quite the opposite. People who are in the world of, let's say, uh, see, being a CEO or being, being, wanting to be their own boss, uh, or being in any aspect of leadership or, uh, or, or directorship, they'll have a, a, an index finger that's longer than the ring finger. So it, with the ring finger, self-expression is more important than financial gain. And for the, ring fin- uh, for the longer uh, index finger, a person would rather have more control over their surroundings and their environment than just having a career that, let's say, is fulfilling. So I always like to say that musicians have the long ring finger and their lawyers have the, the long uh, index finger. <laughs> now, it, it doesn't mean that just because someone who has a long uh, ring finger uh, will not be successful. There's many people who have long ring fingers that are successful. Uh, anything from writers to musicians to actors to car designers. Um, but um, their goal is to have a career that will give them fulfillment rather than just, hey, I just want a paycheck. Whereas we'll find that people who have longer index fingers, uh, they will want a career where they can be a, a leader, they want to be independent, they want to be in charge, and um, their fulfillment is actually to feel, I have security and stability, rather than just, I need a fulfilling career. So this is one of the researches uh, that, that myself and other palmists have done for eons. And this is something that's quite, uh, you will, for instance, you will never see a famous musician, whether you look at, uh, at a Rob Halford or a Bruce Dickinson, they all have uh, long ring fingers. And then uh, when you look at the managers of a band like Judas Priest or Iron Maiden, they will have the long index fingers. So, <laughs> so, so, that, so. that type of thing. That type of thing. So th- these are the things that are very verified. The reason I don't really want to talk too much about uh, the fingerprint dramatoglyphics is because it's such such a, a, a an area of looking at the minutia. So it's very difficult yes. to explain. <laughs> so, but, so, uh, so okay. what would you so what would you say to ET? <laughs> <laughs> I well, you know, uh, I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something. The the idea that they have four fingers, a lot of a lot of people who who I've come into contact with who said who you know, the few who I've come into contact with who have said they're they have been abducted and and more more people who I've read about who who come into contact with these uh aliens. The, the interesting thing is that I always hear that they have four fingers. Uh sorry, uh uh, uh, just four four digits and no thumb. I find that very interesting because the thumb is uh, not ruled, if you will, by a planet. All of the fingers, the, the index fingers ruled by Jupiter, the middle fingers ruled by Saturn, the, the ring finger is ruled by the sun, and the pinky is Mercury. Uh, and the, throughout the entire hand, there's all the other planets, Venus and Mercury. Uh, 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 the moon and Mars, et cetera, et cetera. But the thumb is the only digit that does not come under a planetary rulership. And the reason is, is because that proves that we have our free will. Uh, if, if you hold up your hand, you'll see that your thumb is kind of 
uh, juxtaposed to the rest of the hand. It kind of looks like it's, it's like the general uh, uh, looking at what's going on. It kind of faces the hand, if you will. Mm. So you can have tremendous talents on your hands, but if, if, if you don't have a strong willpower, you're not going to get much done. Um, so the thumb is the human mechanism. It's the human willpower. Um, um, uh, Tycho Brahe once said, he was a great uh, scientific philosopher, uh, he actually said the the the, the uh, uh, he he said that just just uh, the idea that that the thumb exists proves to me that there's a god. Um, and Isaac Sir Isaac Newton said the same thing. He said that the thumb the thumb uh, is 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 a, a a a human specimen that again proves to me that there's an intelligent creator behind everything. So, so our thumb is, is our free will. And palmists look to the free will to look at what kind of consciousness we have uh, uh, and, and what we're able to do. And a, a, a skilled palmist can look at a person's thumb and just, say, and just know if they're, they're actually a manifestor or, or just a, a, a bum on the street. For mm. instance, I'll give you an example. When, when, when someone is, like, let's say, in a coma or, or they're homeless, or something. You'll see people who are just, you'll see their thumbs sticking within their hand. If somebody in a coma, the thumb is within the hand and the fingers are around it. And someone who's like a, a homeless person and kind of wants to be, they're not trying to get out of it, the thumb will be sticking very close to the palm. But someone who's uh, a, a can-do person, like let's say uh, like a, uh, an Anthony Robbins <laughs> type person or just someone who's got the run, running their own business, the thumb in the course of their daily life will kind of like stick out of the hand and be very animated and very alive. Uh, people, people who, who are very confident have a thumb that's, that's very, uh, it, 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 it looks alive and it looks like it's, it's, it's always busy and it's always moving. And people, by way of comparison, who are uh, very um, uh, cautious in life or they have a lot of self-doubt or insecurity and are not accomplishing much, the hand sticks very close to actually the palm itself, sometimes actually holding very closely to the palm. Um, and at its worst, when someone is giving up on life, if you ever see anyone who is, a, you know, a drug taker uh, or uh, just just wants to give up on life, they're a victim. The, you know, the, the pure victim consciousness, the thumb is actually sticking inside within the hand. Uh, so, yeah, so it's like you're trying like to hide British, yourself. Exactly. Just like the British say, you know, thumbs up, that thumbs up means I can do it. Thumbs down, we it's not going to happen. So a person who, if you're if you're if you're if you're walking along the street, watch people's thumbs. If you're noticing they're holding their cell phone but their thumb is sticking out, or they're talking to someone and they're they're making uh, uh, they're they're talking to someone and the thumb is sticking out, that's a person who's very very self confident. And the thumb that that is 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 45 degrees or closer to the palm of the hand itself, that's a person who lacks confidence. Uh, you so see, you just, the, yeah, yeah. You just you just brought up a whole nother ton of evolutionary questions, but but un unfortunately, Verna, we're very very quickly running out of time. Um, in the last couple minutes that we have, uh, what I'd like you to do is tell the listeners where they can reach you and and tell us a little bit about your institute. Thank you, uh, palmistoryinstitute.com is my website. Uh, and I have a new book out called Talk to the Hand, um, and you can get that at Barnes and Noble <laughs> yes. and, and Wiser's. Uh, sorry, it's published by Wiser. You can get it on Amazon and Barnes Noble. Yeah, Talk to the Hand. Um, and um, I have a few other books out, but yeah, palmistoryinstitute.com. And if people want a reading from me, uh, they can uh, even if they live uh, throughout the country, they can just send me their handprints, and I can read them by way of phone call. So, yes, oh, wow. thank you. Oh no, no, Vernon, thank you, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. Um, you know, I'd like to actually have you back because. 
uh, there's just so much more that that we could you know we could delve down the rabbit hole in in palmistry. But I, I appreciate. Yeah, so I would love to. I would love to. I mean, I could talk about all kinds of mystical stuff. What's going on? You know, one of the things is if you read hands on a regular basis, you're looking at two or three hands a day. You can actually uh, see trends uh, in society. For instance, you can see how the economy is going to go. You can see what jobs are going to do well, what jobs are not going to do well. Uh, a palmist is like a also like a social scientist. We can see we can we we can see, for instance, trends that are going to happen five years from now. We can see if people are going to wear skinny jeans or they're going to wear baggy jeans. We can see if, <laughs> you know, we can see if, if the economy is going to do well. We can see if the economy is going to do poorly. Um, we can see if people will be elected and people will not be elected. So if you look at enough hands, um, you know, what they call that in, in, in astrology is mundane astrology. It's not so mundane, but <laughs> it deals with the uh, material, material world. But if you look at enough hands, you can actually um, predict the trends and 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 the the, the political uh, uh, the the political influences that are going to happen to our world uh, sometimes five six years in the future. Yes. So there's there's a, there's a palmistry is is uh, on many many levels. You can you can you can read a hand. You could look at a person's life purpose. You could look at the mystical aspects. Um, you could even see uh, a hand of, like, let's say, George Soros and actually see the evil within him. Uh, and you can actually look at a, a Gandhi or a Mother Teresa and see that these people are like, you know, they're like angels. So everything is written on the hand. Well, I'll be, I'll be scanning mine very, very soon to send it to you. But, but Vernon, <laughs> thank, thanks again for joining us here on the House of Mystery today. Thank you, Vernon. Thank you for having me on. To find out more about our show, guests, or listen to a previous show, visit our website at www.somethingweirdmedia.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.